Hello everyone and welcome to another video here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel or on the Cycling Dane podcast and today we are looking ahead to the Olympics 2024 in Paris and as always I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audi Cycling one third of the National Cycling Podcast and today we're dwelling on whether or not Macho van der Poel is the big favorite and I mean Patrick he hasn't done the Olympics ever but he's done a whole host of world championships and European championships on the road. Currently the world champion, he will be the world champion by the time we get to the Paris route. And yeah, we'll discuss all things Macho Van der Poel and Paris route. But in terms of his international senior career thus far, what have you thought? Been pretty good. World champs, of course, that was a national event in, in Glasgow. Oh, I do remember the Yorkshire one. He uh, like capitulated pretty badly when uh, when Pedersen won. I think Van der Poel would be quite happy that the Olympics is in summer this time at the, and not going to be in torrential rain. But it, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been all right. It's been quite a mixed bag, I'd say, from from a national kind of level or, or, or like the national kind of style of races. But I think that Van der Poel has progressed quite a bit, and I think that he's probably got one of the stronger teams around him and the, the good part actually about the Netherlands is that Van der Poel is almost like the clear leader whereas the like the Belgian squad we all know about the the problems well problems I guess like that they just seem to have a real difficulty in deciding on leadership between so many of our riders who we'll talk about in a little bit I don't want to don't want to spoil anything but they always have a bit more of a problem and the Netherlands just kind of focus around the one rider in Van der Poel and that's quite good it helps to keep the team nice and focused on just like the one goal at hand I do tell a lie of course he's been at the Olympics he was at the last one where he crashed in the mountain bike event after yeah. the ramp was removed and uh, that whole debacle but yeah this is going to be hopefully his first one on the road because it didn't really suit him the one where Carapaz took the victory so uh, I think that's a good place to start Patrick what does the route look like in Paris it is 273 kilometers long around Paris with a total elevation of 2,800 meters so it's not a flat route by any means it is up and down all day which is is really good to see I think this is going to be a fantastic event and it's really going to show off the stars of our sport in in the best light because you know, you're going to have guys like Vanderpool here. This is exactly a Vanderpool style of, of profile. The big kind of thing is that we've got a circuit at the end, which goes up the Côte de la Butte Montmartre, which is one kilometer at 6.5%. And we believe it's cobble. It's not the hardest cobbles. It's not the Paterberg or the Arde Quermont, but it is cobbles. More like city street cobbles, but maybe a little bit rough. So I don't think the cobbles will play that much of a part but it's certainly going to uh, add a little bit of a, a spectacle in there the street looks really really cool actually i think it's going to look like a, a really cool event and yeah one kilometer at 6.5 percent the final ascent of which is at 263.5 kilometers so it crests with about 10 kilometers to go which means that somebody who goes solo over the top of this final ascent would have a very good shot of going solo we do this circuit three times so we have three ascents of this climb and then the uh, final run into the finish so what what do you make of it scott do you think that this is going to be a hard enough race at the end of the day it's 273 kilometers so i think that it's very reminiscent of a world championship style event if it's much around a lot more than the one in tokyo that's for sure and uh yeah with the extra bit of cobbles i mean what do you think about that climb not being it's got a bit of distance between that and and the finishing line yeah it reminds me of when alaphilippe won 
around Imola, where he kind of attacked on that final ascent and then solo to victory. That's kind of how I see it. I quite like it. I think that it's, it's a bit like what Liège has done recently, where it forces the attacks to come a bit earlier. Although I can definitely see how it might be more fun if it finished at the top of a climb, but that would almost provide a bit more like negative racing possibly because everyone's just waiting for the, the final climb maybe this forces attacks to come a little bit earlier i think it's gonna be a really attritional race because it's up and down all day and i think that you're definitely going to see well i'd expect to see van der poel at the top of uh, of here but of course he went solo during the world championships this year in 2023 on the very burgby course so i think that he is, is is quite suited to something like this it's only 10 kilometers to the line so i don't think it's especially like a it's not like a long distance especially since probably one kilometer of that is getting off of the hill i think that van der poel's got a really good shot of, of taking the win here i mean leading into this circuit as well you said three times around it it's very burgy and do you think the Dutch team are potentially going to drive the the race really hard with about 100 kilometers to go, do like a Tour of Flanders style execution of the race? Yeah, because, well, I, I presume the, the, new, the viewers will know, but you're only allowed four riders in this Olympics team, which is, I think, the first time this has happened. Usually it's bigger teams, but you're only allowed four riders. So you have to be very select as who you're going to be picking, basically. So it's going to make things a little bit harder. So when you do decide to do something, you need that to be like the committed move. And I think that given that there's such a lack of riders, only four riders per team, that it would make more sense to open the race up earlier because you're essentially starting the race with the number of riders that you'd have at around 100 kilometers to go. I expect that to be like the break formation phase, but yeah, like you say, about 100 kilometers to go, which seems to like kind of is roughly where it happened at the World Champs this year in Glasgow. The race gets opened up, I think you're going to see moves, and you're probably going to have your secondary leaders try and get up the road into a bit of a, a bit into a bit of a move, but maybe you might see the big dogs going as well, because otherwise you're just going to end up with secondary leaders up the road, and then just a load of leaders behind who won't really work together. So there could be a bit of a risk where the secondary leaders might get a little bit too much leeway so i reckon it'll make quite an interesting dynamic where you can't just leave your team leader behind and expect team belgium to bring it all back because they'll likely have just a team of four leaders or maybe one domestique in there so it's not really going to work out it'll be a really interesting dynamic to to see but i think 100 kilometers to go will be roughly where the action will start yeah i think you're right the whole uh a minimalist in the team department it should definitely open it up a bit more yeah we might as well head over to the team as you've alluded to that much who is the three other riders that you're sending with match of Annapol here there's no way around it Dylan Baal has to be in your team yeah he has to be Dylan Baal is in there Van Poppel's in there for me as well of course he is of course he is you're like the 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 president of the Danny Van Poppel fan club I'm, I may as well set it up now officially and then the final rider it's a little bit of a tricky one. You probably want a rider for the first phase of the race. That rider does kind of sit on the front. So maybe you don't need like the most competitive rider in that role. So you could go with a Julius Vandenberg or you could go with just like a, a time trialing unit and maybe even like a Hessink or a, a, a Hofstetter or, or something like that you don't need necessarily the most competitive rider although you could go with well you only have four riders so you may as well put in somebody like Olav Koy or something like that or a Fabio Jakobsen although it is very unlikely to come down to a sprint maybe you want that extra kind of string to your bow in there anyway but do you think that combination of Van der Poel plus Van Baal well that's, well, that's my team actually who would you send as you're over three. I was just going to look at the squad that they sent to Glasgow. They sent Pascal Acorn, Oscar Riesebeek, Olaf Koy, Nick Van Dyke, 
Van der Ball, obviously, Jan Mas, Dylan Van Baal, and then Dan Hula. Yeah. Maybe like Taco Van der Horn as well could be a good one to have in there for that first phase. Who I'm thinking seeing as like the fourth rider. Mike Chunison. Yeah. He's been showing a bit more in 2023. I agree. That's a really good one as well. So do you agree Van der Poel, Van Baal, and then do you think Van Poppel gets in there as well, or is that just me being too biased? I mean, he was really good, though. I mean, jokes aside with your fanboy, he had some really good results on the cobbles, so I don't see why not. Exactly. See, it's not just me just, like, blowing smoke everywhere. There's credibility. Uh, so who's that last place? Olaf Koi is like, hmm. Koi's tempting, but let's be realistic. I don't think he's going to be making it up those final climbs. I know he was good at European champs, but there was a lot of, there was like 10 kilometers of flat between each of those ascents and they weren't like the hardest ascents. So I think that Koi's maybe a bit of an unrealistic one. You may as well designate somebody for that break formation phase to manage it. And I just think that a Turnison, Hula or a Vanderhorn would be a better shot of getting into the team as like a designated person for a domestique who is going to be pulling out with 100k to go basically Malcolm Mollimer could he be yeah he could be you just need somebody who's just to sacrifice himself yeah. you could be like you'd, you'd be like listen listen you're not finishing the race you are here as like the sacrificial lamb that's your role and they just have to be okay with that yeah yeah no that's true no I agree with that well, we might as well move on into our rivals and uh, who who is the biggest threat for a world champion match of Annapol taking the gold medal. I mean, obviously, Wout van Aert has to be mentioned there. Just the Belgians in general, basically. Wout van Aert, Arno de Lee as well, I would... He's frightening. He has to get into this team. He just has to. And then the other two is a little bit trickier. I think Belgium might be one of the teams who just... They just implode. Yeah. Does Remco get in the team? Oh. <laughs> He'll be doing the tour, you have to remember. Yeah. So might not be the freshest. Maybe he just does the time trial? Yeah, probably. As, as a realistic ambition, if Remco wants to get an Olympic championship title, it would make more sense for him to go for the TT rather than going for both. Okay, yeah. So that opens it up a little bit. Stoyven, that would be a good shout, in my opinion. I mean, he finished top 10 in the, in the World Champs this year. It's very easy to forget that. I think that Stoyven gets into this team. Do you want somebody for that break formation phase as well? You've got such a plethora of riders to go with. It's a little bit ridiculous. Like, you could go with like Van Wilder or Alex Segart or Jasper de Boist or just Frederick Frieson. Uh, Frederick Frieson as well. He was good in some of the Cobble Classics as well this year. And I think, yeah, they'll probably follow a similar style to the than to the Dutch team? Or or would you send four leaders? If you're Belgium, would you go for something a little bit different? Go for four leaders and just hope that you can play a bit of a numbers game going into the finale? Yeah, I think that's probably the best way. A Benoit? Freaking Tige Benoit? They have too many. Like, the Belgians, they need to have, like, a pseudo team. They need to form... Lampart as well. Or... No, nothing Van Hoydonk. We can't have... Unfortunately. Victor Kampenarts as well. It's they they just have a embarrassment of riches. It's so stacked the Belgian team. It, they're in a good period for their cycling right now. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Wavenart. I'm gonna go with Doivan. I'm gonna go with De Lee, and I'm also gonna go with it'll be Benoit or Lampart for me. Start fourth rider. So no Jasper Philipson. 
I don't think I just I don't think Philipson would make this. I think when the fireworks start popping off, that's fair enough. I don't think it's going to work, and there's no point fielding somebody to think that they're going to come eighth because that's you only care about the win. I mean, other teams, French hopes you would probably put on the European champion of Christophe Laporte, Inyam Gamay. He could be kind of an underdog. He's this kind of course suits him as well. Mess pillars and obviously the Dane, very strong at the Glasgow World Championships and then question mark whether or not Tad Bogacar does it. Uh, probably not if he's doing the tour, but it is, it's in Paris. So guys, you're in the Champs-Élysées anyway, so you might as well just book a hotel and then and a few days later do the road, road race. Well, they'll, they'll be in Nice though. Oh shoot, yeah, you're right. My God. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, so, oh God. I, I think that Pedersen is, is a serious threat given that He's a world champion in the past and how well he did in the world champs this year, just finishing in fourth place. I think Denmark are in a very similar situation to the Dutch with Van der Poel in that they have Pedersen as the leader. They can kind of try and dress it up any way they want with other leaders, but Pedersen is the kingpin of this team. I mean, Jonas won't do it because it's just not suited to him. But, if, you know, they'll field Mikael Björk, Sam Kral Andersen, Pedersen and Asgreen or something like that. And that'll be a, a brilliant team. So I think that Pedersen's another good one to be putting in there. I think those are the main ones. I don't think Pidcock's doing it before people question that. I think he's just going for the mountain bike. We don't think Aiden Nipple's doing it because we think he's doing the TT. I'm not really sure about GB's hopes outside of that. Maybe Fred Wright, Aramburu for Spain, Betiol and Trenton for Italy, uh, Michael Matthews for Australia... Paulus, maybe, for the USA. He's been quite good in, in one-day races recently, especially the long ones. But anybody else who you're wanting to throw in there? Christoph? Ben Healy? Probably not, no. Really? We might as well talk about a bit of history as well. The last rider that the Dutch had as a winner was back in the 1972 Olympics, Henny Kuiper, famous name in cycling history. Denmark's never had a winner. We've had three silver, four silver medalists. So maybe, Mastelson, it's your time to shine. And uh, the last British rider to finish on the podium was back in 1956, Alan Jackson. And before that, it was Edward Battelle in 1896. But we might as well come to our predictions. We might as well go for the whole podium because uh, we all like uh, our Olympic podium with all the medals. And uh, Patrick, 2024... Paris, what does it look like? Who are the who are you giving the three medals to? Are you going to ruin another video <laughs> by not picking who we're talking about? I think that in third place will be so hard. I'm starting to think about this like first breakaway team like phase that's kind of got up the road. I think you know what, King of the Fan Club. Danny Van Poppel finishes in third place. I think in second place will be Pedersen. And I think in first place will be King Matthew Van Der Poel. Well done. Finally. <laughs> Finally picked the rider who we've done the video about. Might be one of the first times I've ever done that. I swear we did a world championship one about Matthew Van Der Poel and you didn't pick Matthew Van Der Poel. There was, I think you picked him though. So one of us is good. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just there for a controversy. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll pick... Well, to change it up a bit, 
So I don't just pick Mathieu Van der Poel because I seem to pick him for every single thing in 2023. Third place, which third place? Lampard, second place, Mathieu Van der Poel. And the Olympic champion for the first time since 2016 for the Belgian nation is Wout Van Aert. Oh, nice. What's he like? I just think Wout Van Aert's finishing in fourth. And probably he's, yeah, who knows. But anyways, that is basically it for our little speculation video here about the Olympics. We're all looking forward to that coming next year. Comment down below who you think is going to win. And of course, check out Patrick's own channel, Audio Cycling, and the Green Hat as well down in the description below. So with that, thank you very much for watching and we will see you around.